Welcome to a bonus episode of Hypecast. The conclusion to... To Brack. Atology. Hot dog, let me borrow that. Virginia Perique. Well, guys, we really went off the rails on the last uh, podcast. I think you guys came in looking for a review on Telegraph Hill. And what you ended up getting was the longest rabbit chase I think we've ever performed on the show. I mean, even in regular episodes, I don't think we've gotten that lost in the weeds. I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's just like that sort of mid to end of the week blues. You just sort of mind meld and just drift off into... I don't get it, but we did not want to talk about tobacco. We just wanted to smoke it. and Yeah, we were more interested in smoking it. Which is kind of interesting. If you're, you know, it actually made me think about it a lot. About Telegraph Hill. Um, Telegraph Hill was the only one that actually could be a number one blend in its own right. Because it's so nothing that I just wanted to talk. I, I really wasn't put on or off by any of the flavors to the point that all I just wanted to do was speak to Patrick. And that might have been... It might be the perfect party blend or something. When, or and, the perfect conversation blend because I don't... I literally couldn't think of anything to say about the tobacco other than meh. And then I just wanted to talk about other things. And that may be the reason why old stuff and things like Elizabethan and like Stratford. Because it's just a, just a, what does he call it? Meat and potatoes? Just, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, I mean, if you eat like a, a meat and potatoes plate, are you going to sit there and, you know, just go, you know, oogle over, oh, really? over the taste of it? You're just going to eat it because it, it just supplies you mm-hmm. with your, what you need. And if you just want to smoke and think on something, that be, that might be what the purpose of it is. I mean, I get that. I just, I want more to my tobacco, you know? I just want more to it. I don't want to, I mean, there are moments when I don't want to think about what I'm doing. I just want to go through the motion of doing it. It kind of sounds crazy, but I mean, it's, you know, that's the way I feel about it. Sometimes I'm just going to go through the process of, it's like folding clothes. Why do you want to fold clothes? You don't. You just do it. You just do the thing. Every once in a while, I just want something that's just going to behave just exactly like a traditional tobacco that I like. But I, st- I still kind of would like to taste the thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, you still want to. En- you still want to. I don't. Know, you still want to enjoy what you're doing, and of course, smoking tobacco, you're always going to enjoy it, but. It's almost like if it's not doing everything you want it to do, then it's almost like a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, it just it just doesn't seem like something that I don't want to. Like you said, waste the time. You got to think, if you're like the puff master, you still invested fifteen twenty minutes on a pipe, more than likely. Yeah. Right. Um, you're not. You're. You know. You're not going to be. any less than 15 minutes I wouldn't think unless you're really got unless you have a a particularly small clay pipe that you're going out for sort of a smoke break and then it's kind of like 
at that point, you're smoking so hard and so fast. I mean, you taste anything at all? Like, what's that like, you know? Might as well you smoke cigarettes. Right. I just don't get it. With that said, like, um, any pipe that you load up to the top is probably going to take a minimum of 40 minutes. Even if it's a small pipe. Even if you're kind of a, if you're just, especially if you're middle of the road puffing, it's a 40 minute thing. I mean, that's the reason why most of our podcasts are, they only run a little bit over if we kind of fib about when the pipe was over. <laughs> and uh, we're just kind of still trying to wrap up the conversation, which has happened a couple of times. But I mean, you're looking at, I smoke for about an hour. Plenty of really re- relights. I make sure I get all the way to the bottom of the bowl. Um, I'm looking at about 50 minutes uh, or so. Uh, 50 minutes plus to smoke a bowl. Sometimes I'll refill, but like, ultimately it's about 50, it's about an hour episode, so that seems about right, you know? Yeah. So, you know, if you're investing that much time, why would you waste it with something that is so boring? I'm sort of with you there, I mean. But, so... Sort of get back to it as far as um, the conclusion to vapors. I I think if you've followed along with us from the beginning, you sort of already know. Um, mm-hmm. As far as these four contenders, uh, for me, it's a Scudo. Uh, Scudo is a great just. It's a great all day just. I mean, it it is the it is, you know, as far as bracketology goes, it is the artisan of the vapors. I mean, it's just a good all-day smoke. You smoke it any time you want to. It's not going to let you down. It's not going to trick you. It's, you know, one, one bowl might not be, might, every bowl is going to be the same. That's right. So, uh, you, you, uh, bullseye flake sort of didn't make it because not, not every bowl will be the same. Sometimes you just depends on the way you fold it. You may get a little cavendish at the top. You may not get it to the bottom. Things are a little different, and it just doesn't have, it's not as complex. Um, Telegraph Hill, it's got its merits, but then, you know, it, there's definitely superior GLP blends that you could get. And then Elizabethan, it, it's gone. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's, I wouldn't worry. I want don't lose sleep over it. You're right. I'm in the same boat. Scudo's number one. I don't think that was too hard to suss out just from our general conversations. The funny thing is, is from episode one to now, my, oh, this is a pretty middle of the road to, like, this is the best. Man, like, just something about a Scudo pushed forward to the top and then just, eh, you know, the other ones just got brushed aside like they were nothing. Because there weren't really anything to write home about. Like, a scooter was rich, it was consistent, it's packable, it's it's just, you know, it come, you can smoke it wet, you can smoke it dry. Um, it's just good. It has nice citrusy, grassy notes with a, just a touch of, like, some spice in there to make it interesting. It's the perfect middle ground vapor. I think to compare all other vapors to, and I think that it is a great way to extrapolate what you think of vapors by smoking a scudo. Yeah. Now, if, if you smoke a scudo and you say, "Hey, I want some more perique," 
go hit those GLPs blends. You know, hit Telegraph Hill or Fillmore if you want a little bit more uh, perique in your in your vapor. Mm -hmm. If you if you want a little bit something, you want a little bit more sweetness. Right. Get some luxury bulls off like mm -hmm. you know. If you want some all out blandness, where you're just basically wasting your time, find yeah. you some Elizabethan. Yeah, <laughs> blandness, waste your time and your money. Yeah, pay seventy, pay seventy bucks for a blend of Elizabethan. I'm not saying we did. I'm just saying I've seen it out there for seventy bucks. Mm -hmm. Pay seventy bucks and just pay for that Dunhill name. Mm -hmm. The Dunhill name that no longer exists with tobacco. I understand why people like it. I mean, because Nightcap is really good, so is Early Morning Pipe. And I really do like, it's kind of funny, I like the Navy Rolls that Dunhill produced, but I'm almost completely convinced they're just a Scudo. So, you know. But a Scudo is just, I mean, I could see why, you know. Uh, questions I would have uh, would be to see what a Scudo uh, stacks up against uh, Curly Block by Peter Heineck. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to see it against Cabby's Mixture, which is a good blend by um, Samuel Galwith. Another good mixture by Galwith that is a Virginia Perique would be St. James Flake. Those are the things you'd want to stack it against. You wouldn't want to stack it against these kind of middle-of-the-road, eh, kind of blends. I mean, I, I've had Virginias that are more interesting than these vapors. And that's saying something. Not to say that people who only smoke Virginias or love Virginias are at a wrong, but I mean, there's something added to it that make it interesting. And I can tell you right now, it isn't this Virginia Perique that we've been trans, uh, sampling on, but the Escudo, no, it totally hits the mark. It's perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it may be something that I start getting regularly. It could be one of those staples I, mm -hmm. I you know, pick on. As my, like, two cents on this subject goes, I'll say this, I believe personally that you should try a Scudo and then I think the next two things you should try are definitely Fillmore and definitely Reiner. Mm -hmm. I think that those are really, really good examples of great Virginia Perique and then one with a little touch of Burley, white Burley. And I would also say Give a give a H H Acadian a try. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. I like it. Really, I haven't found an H H blend that I don't like. I've only had three, but Syrian Latakia and Acadian. Mm -hmm. I'm try to give old Dark Fart. You know, coming up, guys, is uh May May fourth the third, the Friday before the. Kentucky Derby. I really want to do a um, a comparison of uh, H H Old Dark Fired, uh, Dark Strong by Peter Heinrich, and uh, which I love, and then Orlick's Dark Kentucky, or D Kentucky Strong. Or and then you can also throw in the H H Bold Kentucky, because yeah. H H has two different Kentucky blends. And you can technically throw in Jack Jack Knife Club because it's a it's a Dark Fired. And we can even do a three nuns because it's got a core. Mm. But I really want to stick, I would like to stick with just four and really just the ones that actually, you know, really put it out on Main Street that it's dark fired, which would be Orlick's, Peter Heinrich's, and uh, 
HH. The two HH. Yeah, the McBarrens. Yeah, just the two. Okay. Let's do it. Do you go to the Kentucky Derby a lot? I've uh, I've never been to the Kentucky Derby. I've been to Churchill Downs though. Hmm. I'm not really into horse racing. It's just too much to to invest. Like you gotta know about those horses and things. Um, my personal track record at the track is terrible because I picked like the funniest name and they lose like every time. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably they're probably brought to those races on purpose it's for like, people like you. I know, man. Because they add money to the win, <laughs> like they make the pot bigger it's when like, there's no uh, way they're gonna win. 20 on Wednesday apple bottom. And then, like, I'll see, like, I'll put $100 on two-by-four Chody Roy. It's like, what in the <laughs> world? That's the greatest name ever. And then I, I lose money. And they're always, like, and you can tell, like, that's how they suck you in by these crazy names because they're always long shots. It's like, what are you? Like, if I ever won one, I'd be a millionaire because it's just, like, it's got a one in a billion chance of winning. I'm like, put a hundred on it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we should go up there one day. Mm-hmm. Check it out. I've never been. I'm not, I'm not into horse racing, so I don't know. I don't know anything about it either. But, yeah. So, that concludes the 2019 edition, the first annual, or the inaugural uh, to bracketology. Yes, sir. So we thank everybody that participated. Uh, we're always we always want to hear you guys' feedback. You know, um, maybe maybe there's some things about this year's that you didn't like, and we'll try to improve on it next year, maybe. Yep. Uh, so I don't know this one's gonna be a little short one because we gave you a lot uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So um, again, we hope you enjoyed all these blasts of episodes but uh take it easy pipe smokers adios this has been a pipecast production and we hope to see you at the next full bowl